This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Here you go. Here you go. Transparent. The nothing personal word of the day today is transparent. Biggest news of the day. The Washington football team is changing their name. Coca called me yesterday on a random Sunday. Today is Monday, July 13th. He called me and said, maybe he texted me. We're interchanging the words. That's what everyone does these days. And he said, get ready. The Redskins are announcing their new name. And I thought, that can't be true. How is it possible that the Redskins this quickly, it was only 10 days ago that we did a segment on Nothing Personal, where it was announced by Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, that they were going to undergo a thorough process and review. And all of a sudden, 10 days later, they were ready to unveil a name. It was a big scoop. Everyone was ready. Breaking news. Bonus pod. Nah, we'll wait till tomorrow's nothing personal. I said, Coca, it's very unlikely to me that they're going to announce a name. How are they going to be able to do that? They have to trademark it. They have to get uniforms designed and manufactured. They have to have apparel ready. There is no way it can happen that fast. Unless, for whatever reason, I've been on the sidelines for two years outside of a team office. And in that period of time, going on three years this October, in that period of time, the whole time continuum of franchise name changing and uniform changing changed. Is that possible? I said, wait to see. Wake up this morning. I'm waiting. Refresh, refresh. Come on. What's the new name? There's rumors. It's going to be the Warriors. It's going to be the Pigskins. It's going to be the, who knows, the Generals. Red Wolves, Red Tails. It could have been anything. We're waiting. We're excited. Refresh, refresh. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we get a press release. This press release, ladies and gentlemen, is the stuff that nothing personal dreams are made of. It put a tear in my eye when Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington team, the NFL team, did a press release. And here it is. It's so good. Are you ready? Statement from the Washington Redskins football team. No. It's a statement from Daniel Snyder, the owner, but I digress. On July 3rd, they didn't put a year, but I'm going to tell you, it's on July 3rd, 2020. 
You don't do a press release and put a date in it without putting the year, but we're going to give them a little break because I assume it's going to get way better. On July 3rd, we announced, no, it was Daniel Snyder. We announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. That review has begun in earnest. Side note, when you're doing a press release or a statement or when you're speaking to the media, here's a few words you don't say together. You never say, to be honest, I believe X, Y, and Z, because it means whenever I don't say that, it means I'm not being honest. You never say that you have begun to do something. Let me give you in baseball what we would tell our people not to say. We are doing an entire organizational review and we are going to improve our communication and our strategies as we come up with a Marlins way. You never say that because that means you didn't, you were lost. You were like a, you were like Tom Hanks floating in the ocean waiting for the whale. You never say that review has begun in earnest because what it means is prior, you had not thought about the issue. And if you had, you hadn't thought about it earnestly. That sentence does not belong in any press release. That review, it said, has begun in earnest. Then, as part of this process, the statement continues, we want to keep, get ready for it, our sponsors, fans, and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward. Please note the order that he put He, Daniel Snyder, put who he wants to keep apprised of the thinking. Sponsors, fans, community. Put a pin in that. Sponsors, fans, community. Today, we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review. Can we please marinate on that sentence for a minute? Today, we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo. So it's like a number. Is it like John Riggins, number 44, where this was a unbelievably important part of the franchise history, and we are going to retire to make sure that no one takes that number again. We are going to retire the name Redskins, and we promise that no one going forward will ever use that name again. I've got chills. I'm so excited. This is epic. The progress that is being made in D.C. It's so good. But they're doing, it was promised in the paragraph before, a thorough review of the team's name. They're not done because it's only begun in earnest. However, they already know the conclusion. At the conclusion, they're going to retire the name and logo. So what's the thorough review that you're doing? How much do you have left, Dan? What am I missing here? Did anyone read this press release before it was released? Do you have any PR help at all? We continue. Here it gets good. Dan Snyder, not Daniel, not owner, Not Mr. Dan Snyder and Coach Rivera, not Ron Rivera, not Coach Ron Rivera, Dan Snyder and Coach Rivera. Hmm, those don't match. 
are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud, tradition-rich franchise. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Let's break that down into two parts. One, Dan Snyder, what's his title? Owner. Coach Rivera, what's his title? First-year coach. I wonder if there had been a white coach, whether that that coach would have been as involved in this. Let's put a pin in that. I wonder whether it's good for a first-year coach to spend time working closely to develop a new name and design approach. Does that mean that Coach Rivera has some sort of say? Don't kid yourself. Who are you trying to fool here, Dan? Because it's not me, and it's not anybody listening and watching nothing personal. The sentence continues. Enhancing the standing of our proud tradition-rich franchise and inspire our sponsors, fans, and community for the next hundred years. Thank you, Dan. It's so sweet of you that you want to inspire your sponsors first, fans second, community third. And that's the end of the statement. Hold on. Wait, there's got to be more coca. Do you have page two of the statement? The next paragraph, the next sentence? No mention? Nothing? Just that we're going to retire the name? They're not going to say Why? They're not going to mention the fact that the very same owner, Dan Snyder, in 2013 said we will never change the name of the team as a lifelong Redskins fan. And I think that the Redskins fans understand the great tradition and what it's all about and what it means. So we feel pretty fortunate to be just working on next season. We'll never change the name, he said. It's that simple. Never. All caps. You can use caps, he said. Let me make you smile and teach you one more thing about press releases and statements when you're meeting the media, when you're a president or an owner or a player. Never say never. It's a very simple rule. Never say never. So seven years ago, he believed everything was fine. Six years ago, we're good. Five years ago, fine. Four years ago, Go. Three years ago, thumbs are up. Two years ago, it's a fine. What are we doing here? There's a guy being killed. There's some racism. We're good. Six months ago, I'm getting nervous. George Floyd gets murdered in May. We may have a problem. Not yet. Nothing to say. We'll do a statement. It'll be good. Wait, I'm sorry. FedEx called the sponsor, the naming rights sponsor. They're going to pull their money and Fred Smith wants to sell his share of the team. This is the single most transparent act by a team that I've ever seen. I am completely guilty. Who's paying attention? I just said it's the single most. That's like speaking in hyperbole. I think it's safer for me to say this has got to be one of the most transparent things I've ever seen happen with the team ever. Dan Snyder made no fewer than seven mistakes in his one press release. Do you want me to count? 
What could he have done to make it better? You have a press release that comes from the owner. You don't involve your minority coach. And you say that you are standing up, not because of money, even though you have no chance of convincing anyone of that. But you stand up and say that I realize that I was wrong. As owner of this team, I recognize that I bear a much larger percentage of responsibility to further the conversation and start the healing process. For me to have thought that the Redskins nickname, the name of our team, was not hurtful to people, was a complete miscalculation by my part that comes from my ignorance and my view that the tradition of the team was based on the name, when in fact the tradition is based on the people who were here before I was, and my job is to build that tradition and keep it going for the people who come after I leave. I didn't need any of my sponsors to come to me and threaten me with withholding their money. I knew long ago that a change had to be made, and that process starts right now. We will have a new name as soon as we can get the trademark, the copyright. We're going to involve our fans. We're going to get buy-in from our community. And we will make an announcement with new uniforms and a new name and a new design when we are ready. But just know, I don't need to do a thorough review. I don't need to continue that review in earnest because I have educated myself. I see the light. Love, Dan. It's a joke. So you want to talk to Samson is a segment we do. Follow me at Twitter at David P. Samson. When there's a segment and your question relates to this segment, there's a good chance I'm going to choose it. I appreciate you getting into my DMs. I appreciate the follow. Tell your friends. Twitter can be fun. We have fun. Even when no one gets some of the funny things that I tweet out, because I, I do, I laugh. There's some serious stuff as well. I enjoy it. Ask a question in DMs and I'll get to it in the segment called, So You Want to Talk to Samson. Here's the question. What goes into picking a new name like the Redskins are doing? Do they have a name and just won't release it? Or do they really not know what the new name will be and are testing a few options? That is a great question. And the answer in a normal organization is what I'm going to give you. And then I'm going to follow up with what the answer is in the Redskins organization. In a normal organization, when you're choosing to change a nickname for your team, you're very wise to get fan engagement and you're very wise to start meeting with designers and lawyers. You come up with a list. You have marketing people, you have PR people, and you get a list of, let's say, 20 or 30 possible nicknames. Then there are designs that are associated with each of those nicknames and how those designs would incorporate into the message that you want to give as your team, this case, an NFL team in Washington. Then you meet with marketing people, salespeople. Then you meet with the owner and you say, we are down to these 20 out of 30 here were the first 30. Here's the 20. What are your initial thoughts? The owner would give his initial thoughts. And after that, 
it would get broken down. And here's how it gets broken down. The colors on the logo and design are explained. The provenance of the logo, design, and name are explained. Then the PR people go to a focus group and they give choices to the focus group. The focus group goes through, gives its opinions. That focus group is supposed to be reflective of your community. Then you go back to the owner and you have winnered it down. And you keep going through that process until you've got three choices. Then there is a document prepared for the owner that goes through the pros and cons of each of those choices. Then the owner makes a decision. Then the lawyer says, here's what we have to do. We have to copyright that. We have to look at a new website, domain name. We have to talk to the NFL. We have to look at uniform design. Then we have to get that approved by the NFL. And then we come up with a date because we will know that production of merchandise will take two months. The NFL needs two months. And we will start this on this date and announce it on that date. That would be a normal process. The Redskins, in my almost never humble opinion, that's almost never, not never, they know exactly, and when I say they, I mean he, and when I say he, I mean Dan. They know almost exactly what name they want to use, and they are working to make sure they can get the intellectual property rights in case someone has taken that name hostage on the InterGoogle which very likely could be the case. Then they are finalizing the uniform that Dan wants. And that's when the thorough review will be finished in earnest. I don't believe he's using focus groups, even though he will announce that he has. I don't believe he's taking fans into account, even though he'll say he may have. He likely is speaking to his sponsors, his limited partners, because he's got to make sure he doesn't get into this pickle again. And this pickle is what is forcing him, and I mean that, forcing him to make this change. For all of you who thought that civil disobedience was not a possible path forward to effectuate change, this should give you all the ammunition you need to keep doing what you do. When enough people stand up and some of those people are the right people who have power and money and control over someone who's got the right to make a decision, change can happen. Even when it's done kicking, screaming, and out of complete ignorance with an abundance of hubris and no clue as to any sort of reality. Which brings me to Lou Holtz. Anyone heard of Lou Holtz? Before we start Lou Holtz, and we will be talking Lou Holtz, here's what Lou Holtz can't do is my guess. I don't know that he can get to my YouTube channel, Nothing Personal with David Sampson is the YouTube channel that Coca came up with. People at CBS, you can subscribe, please do. You can watch. Coca called me, said, you know, you look like crap today, except to use the S word that ends with what you do when you go to the plate in baseball. 
I said, I don't think I look that bad. It's just a long beard. I mean, it's been 120 days of this beard challenge. Of course, it's not going to be perfect. Haven't had a haircut or a shave in that long, but it's going to change. Thank you for listening to the podcast, but please note while you're listening, go to the details or while you're watching, go to the details. There is an award that we're up for at Nothing Personal. It's a podcast award in the sports category. You sign up, you put in your email, and then you go to the sports category, go to the drop-down menu, and choose Nothing Personal with David Sampson. We are up to be nominated. So we were taken a small group of podcasts. From that small group, maybe there's 30 of us, will come nominations, and from that comes a winner of the podcast of the year in sports. Now, you know we do business and politics and entertainment and everything else we do, but we're in the sports category. So if you wouldn't mind clicking, and if you're a robot and you've got 20,000 different emails, I guess I would say to you, I am not in favor of using bots to get what you want. Unless, of course, those bots can register and potentially vote for Nothing Personal's podcast of the year in the sports category. Why am I willing to be so cavalier about bots controlling voting? I'm not running for president, folks. It's podcast of the year. Come on. Help a guy out after 120 days. Thank you. In all seriousness, thank you. I appreciate your loyalty. I enjoy doing this with you every day. Lou Holtz. That's a segue from people not having a clue or any sense of reality. Lou Holtz, one of the great coaches of my generation, coached at a school which has a clover as a design, Notre Dame. Did Brady Quinn play for Lou Holtz, by the way? I don't think that's possible. Coca, do you know if that's true? No, he's saying no. Brady Quinn, a fellow NFL analyst at CBS Sports HQ. He's on radio. He's got a face made for TV. I guess he didn't play for Lou Holtz, but he did play for Notre Dame. Why is Lou Holtz in the show? Lou Holtz has never been in the show. And I couldn't resist. I couldn't let the day pass. Lou Holtz had a quote over the weekend. And you know we love to tell you about quotes on nothing personal. He was talking about COVID. He does not believe he's one of those COVID hoaxers or COVID truthers whatever you want to call it. And he did something that you should not do. He likened it to something that happened during a war. He said, quote, people stormed Normandy. They knew there were going to be casualties. They knew there was going to be risk. It's our way of living. Look at it from both points of view. The risk is always there, but you cannot just look at it from one side. You have to look at things from both points of view. You have to look at it from a player's point of view. You have to look at it from a coach's point of view. The way it is right now, they just don't want to have sports. That's Lou Holtz giving a quote on Fox to a woman named Laura Ingram about why college should be playing football and how upset he was when the Ivy Leagues and now the Patriot League canceled their fall season, how the Big Ten and now the Pac 12? Is it Pac-12 or Pac-10? Did it used to be the Pac-10, Coca? It's the Pac something. I think it corresponds to the number of teams in the division, though in the Big Ten, I'm almost sure there's more than 10 teams. So maybe it has nothing to do with the number of teams in the division. 
So I think it's the pack something also is playing just conference. And Lou Holtz got upset. It's the Pac-12. Thank you, Coca. He's about to tell me how many teams are in the Pac-12, but he just said, hold on, I'm checking because he wants to make sure. So he was telling me, and then he stopped, and then he started, and then he stopped. It can be very dizzying dealing with Coca during the course of a show. So Lou Holtz is comparing the battle at Normandy to what he believes is happening in this world where he believes that Democrats don't want college sports. So they are perpetuating a myth about coronavirus. It's as though it's as though he and Chuck Woolery had dinner and they decided, here's our plan. Chuck, you tweet and I'm going to go on Fox and I'm going to draw a comparison to something that has zero to do with the pandemic that impugns all veterans, and I'm going to mix them all up. We're going to try to confuse the world, and that's our best bet at proving to people that coronavirus is no big deal. And then, as the third leg of the tripod, we will then discredit Dr. Fauci. Okay, everyone ready? On three. One, two, Go, Omaha, go. Three. And so they did. But, Lou, we're not convinced. We're not going to allow you to use your platform to promulgate this level of misinformation. Nor are we going to allow you to compare what is happening now to a battle during war, a war to end all wars, a war which really didn't end all wars, did at the time. Be better, Lou. If you don't want to be careful, that's your own business. Did Lou Holtz have the worst weekend? By the way, Coca, thank you. This is how the show is going today because it's a Monday. You can't blame the guy. Here it is, just so we don't have to do a correction. The Pac-12 has 12 teams, the Big 10 has 14 teams, and the Big 12 has 10 teams. Can someone explain to me why that's the case? Why does the Big 10 have 14 teams and the Big 12 has 10? Why can't you call it the Big 14? And why can't the Big 12 be the Big 10? Because then the teams in the Big 12 will be confused as being teams that were in the Big 10, but the Big 10 has 14, so it's not the 10. How do the four teams feel who are 11, 12, 13, and 14? How do they feel? Luckily, the Pac-12 has 12. I find it all to be rather confusing and upsetting. Okay. Did Lou Holtz have the worst weekend of anyone? Did he look at his quote? Did Chuck Woolery look at his tweet? Is Dr. Fauci despondent because he's being, his, his reputation is being sullied in Washington? I think the worst weekend may go to Woj. Now, I'm saying Woj, and you say Adam Wojnarowski. Okay. First, it's Adrian, not Adam. Second, it's Wojnarowski. In any case, I'm sorry I can't say your name. People can't say my name. I should have said Adrian instead of Adam. That's my fault. But you're Woj. You're so famous. It's like Madonna. I can't pronounce your last name. I can't. I think it's like C-I-C-C-O-N-E, but she's Madonna. By the way, what's Cher's last name? She's Cher. 
In any case, you're Woj. Woj had a tough weekend. He was suspended by ESPN for two weeks without pay. Now, losing two weeks of pay, that sucks. He can't tweet for two weeks. Why would ESPN take its number one NBA reporter and suspend him without pay for two weeks? Well, here's why. Approximately four days ago, five days ago, three days ago, six days ago, some measure of days ago, there's a senator in the state of Missouri, and his name is Josh Howley. Josh Howley wrote a letter to Adam Silver, the commissioner of basketball. In that letter, he was upset that there were, remember the nickname on the jersey issue? Do you remember we talked about this, that the NBA will now allow anybody, any player, to put anything he wants on the back of his jersey instead of his name? And we said, that's a problem. Then they adjusted it and said, here are the 27 choices you have to put on the back of your jersey. Then it forced players to come out like LeBron James and Anthony Davis to say, we're just going to put James and Davis on our jersey. Other people have come out. I think Kyle Korver made, is it Kyle Korver? Korber? Korver. I can't remember. He came out and said he's going to put Korver. He's going to put Black Lives Matter on his jersey. So everyone has a choice and they've got to explain their choice. But there's a limited number of choices that you can put on your jersey. Senator Howley wrote a letter to Adam Silver saying that he would like an immediate answer to the following questions. One, why can't people put other phrases on their jersey? Other phrases supporting the police. Other phrases supporting the American flag or patriotism. Other phrases that don't have to do with social unrest or racism awareness. What about the other causes? So Josh Hawley wrote this letter to Adam Silver. By the way, when I worked in baseball, all those 18 years, we get letters from politicians. The commissioner gets letters from politicians. Senators do it. Congressmen do it. Local, federal people in your state House of Representatives, your state Senate, the National House of Representatives, Congress, all these letters. It's all done. It's all for show. It's all done so they can release it publicly. It's all done so they can appease their base. It's all done in election year. It's all a plan. When senators get involved in your private business and your private business is very public like a sports team, they are doing it for themselves. Self-aggrandizement, I like to call it, and Josh Howley is no exception. He wanted to get attention. So Woj got a blast email from Senator Howley. He sent it to all the press. By the way, if you wanted only Adam Silver to see the email, there is a way that you could get when you're a U.S. senator, you can get Adam Silver's direct email and you can send an email. And that's that. But no, that's not what Howley was after. He was after some pub. So he sent the letter in a blast to tons of members of the media in the hopes that they would retweet, tweet, comment, etc. So Adrian Woj responded to Senator Howley with a two-word response. It started with an F, 
and ended with a U. That was it. That was the whole response. Well, the senator then made that response public, and that was it for Walsh. ESPN had no choice but to release an immediate statement. That was completely unacceptable behavior. We do not condone it. It is inexcusable for anyone working for ESPN to respond in the way he did to Senator Howley. We are addressing it directly with Adrian and specifics of those conversations will remain internal. They made Woj do a statement. It was a pretty good one. I was disrespectful and I made a regrettable mistake. I'm sorry for the way I handled myself, and I'm reaching out immediately to Senator Howley to apologize directly. I also need to apologize to my ESPN colleagues because I know my actions were unacceptable and should not reflect on any of them. His statement was signed ESPN PR team and my lawyers. Hmm. No, I'm just kidding. That's not how it ended. But that statement, obviously, Woj didn't write that statement. ESPN told them what the statement had to say. That was part of his punishment, that you will release the following statement, and then you are banned from Twitter. But we're only doing two weeks because the NBA starts again in two weeks, and we know very well we need you getting the scoops because the players love you. How much the players love Woj? Players are tweeting, save Woj. They're despondent that Woj got suspended. They are backing him up. Lest you have any question when you read his scoops where they come from. All of that said, what is our view here on nothing personal of Woj's email? My view is that Woj, however smart he is, and I've never met him, makes us all look stupid and uninformed with that sort of email. The minute you send an email like that, you have lost the argument and you've lost the point that you may have been trying to make. You've lost the ability to try to persuade someone that you have a position that is worthy of being looked at. You've lost the ability to have someone look at you like you have an ounce of intellect and a chance of proposing any new idea or an old idea in a different light. What Senator Howley did, I understand. I don't necessarily agree or disagree. Eh, I actually agree. Players have the right, if you're going to give them the right to show individual expression, which I don't believe they should have, by the way. The uniform should have the name. If as a team they want to do something during warm-ups, get permission from the league, do it during warm-ups. When the game starts, the uniform has your name. But if you're going to change the rules... What gives you the right to give me the list of 27 things that I can put on? What if I want to say, I love you, mom? What about that? I understand, Howley, why he did it. But why, Woj? That's your answer? If you disagree with him politically, explain to him why. Give him the real reason. Don't say F you. It's a conversation ender. Lucky the bubble starts in two weeks. Woj, your suspension would have been longer. Moving on. So NBA players got to the bubble. Isn't karma a bitch? 
It really is. When Rajan Rondo, he's a player who plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. He won a title with the Celtics. Good player. Trying to help LeBron win a ring. He checked into his hotel room in the bubble. He sent out a tweet that it's like the Motel 6, which only indicates he's never been to a Motel 6. Now, granted, the food, the quarantine food, bubbling in Disney, this is not the Four Seasons or the Ritz-Carlton. There's no doubt about it. It has the prices of that, but certainly not the luxuries. It's Disney World for crying out loud. Thank you, Meatloaf. So Rondo sends a tweet. Then all of a sudden, he fractures his thumb and he's out six to eight weeks. When you put stuff in the universe, sometimes in the universe, sometimes it can come back to bite you. So NBA players walk into the bubble, they start eating, and then they learn exactly what it will be like to live with these protocols. One of the health and safety protocols is that in the bubble, there will only be showering in your room. Now, I'm 5'5", so I can't speak to people who are 6'10", 6'9", 6'8", but I can tell you that there are many showers where it's like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation, which I can tell you for sure those are not the actual showers in the Park Hyatt in Tokyo because I'm lucky enough to have stayed there. But you can appreciate the scene where he's trying to say that showers have low shower heads and he's trying to make a joke that people in Japan are short. Therefore, the showers are short. Of course, the hotel showers aren't because that's where tourists stay. And by the way, I'm short. I never had a problem in any of them. But in Disney World, I can promise you this. It is very hard for an NBA player to shower in a regular shower because they're tall. And the shower heads, instead of it coming on top of your head, it comes to your chest. And in order to get your hair wet, you have to bend over. And then your back locks up and you get spasms. And then you crumble into the fetal position on the floor of your shower. How do I know the players have to shower at home? Because it was announced yesterday that players have to show up to their games in full uni. How awesome is that? It's like Little League. I used to love Little League. I would get dressed at home, go to Little League, put my spikes on. Back then, you could use metal spikes. Finish the game, go home, shower, get yelled at, take your spikes off. Don't get dirt in the house. I know, we've all been there where you hit the spikes against each other to get rid of the dirt, but it still doesn't work because it's everywhere. The red clay from a baseball diamond. So let me tell you, NBA players are going to get dressed at home, which they don't want to do. Already, a player has spoken up, but many feel the same way, that they like the fact that they get to get dressed for work. They get to make a statement with their shoes, their outfit, their blazer, whatever they wear, and they get to go into the clubhouse, locker room. You then get dressed, you warm up, you put on your uni after the game, you meet the media without a shirt because you have a great body, you have a towel around you, then you get dressed back in your clothes, and you go out. Now what's going to happen is that you have to go back to your room. Buses leave 40 minutes after the game, which gives time for players to get treated by the trainers. You have to be in your sweaty uni. You put back your warm-up suit on, and then you go back. 
That's the story. It's a new world, guys. It's a new world. After the break, it's Groundhog Day. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome back. So I've told you about Hulu. Hulu's a streaming station. I watched Dave on it, reviewed it. I watched Mrs. America, reviewed it. A new movie came out with Andy Samberg and Leo DiCaprio's first wife from Wolf of Wall Street. They star in a movie with Peter Gallagher as well. J.K. Simmons, the Academy Award winner from Whiplash. The unemployed guy from Up in the Air, who's the chef. Character actor, phenomenal. They came up with a new movie called Palm Springs. I watched it this weekend. By the way, the woman's name is Kristen Milotti. Thank you, Coca. She's phenomenal. So it's a romantic comedy. I couldn't wait to watch it. It's an hour and a half. So far, folks, I've watched Palm Springs twice, and I'm going to watch it again today. Palm Springs has been the best movie that I've watched since quarantine. It is exactly like Groundhog Day, except it's not Groundhog Day. The writers took Groundhog Day and adjusted it in a brilliant fashion. It is funny. It is clever. It is romantic. The chemistry between Kristen and Andy is outstanding. You are rooting for them without knowing how it will end, and you don't know how it will end. Don't read spoilers. Don't watch trailers. Do you know that I didn't know one thing about this movie 
except for it was new and it was a romantic comedy. By the way, you had me at hello. And that's a call out to Kelly Preston from Jerry Maguire. John Travolta's wife passed away today at 57 for breast cancer. Our thoughts are with John and his kids. He's already lost a son, now a wife. I'm sorry, John. May you get peace going forward. Rest in peace, Kelly Preston. So it had me at hello. Palm Springs. What's my one critique of this four-star movie? The name. I don't understand the name. I obviously must have missed it. But in any case, if you have an hour and a half, get to Hulu. And then we want to talk about it. Because I can't do spoilers. I want to so badly. I want to tell you about that part when they go into the bar. And then on top of that, I want to tell you what it's like in the pool. And on top of that, I want to explain how unbelievable it is that an Oscar winner would play the type of role he played. But I can't say those things. Just you wait. It's called Palm Springs. So we have a wait to see segment. Wait to see is when we decide what's happening during the course of a day, whether or not we can make a comment on it, and then we predict the future. Then we'll get back to you if we get it wrong or if we get it right, which very many people who have podcasts or on radio or on TV, they just say stuff. They spew and they never revisit it. Well, when I get them wrong, you hear about it. And when I get them right, you do too. I got to wait to see today. And it's about the NFL. I should have had a wait to see, but I had a segment in previous episodes of Nothing Personal where I explained that while everyone is angry with Major League Baseball for its labor fight, I promise you that the NFL and the NBA, those fights are coming up and they're coming to a theater near you. MLB was just first. Well, this weekend... Word came that the NFL Players Association is having just a few problems with the return to play scenario of Roger Goodell and the NFL owners. One of the problems is they don't have a true health and safety protocol. They have no idea what the preseason is going to be like, how long it's going to be. They're not sure when training camp's going to start because football, like everything else they've done this offseason, they've said, hey, we're on time. Everything's good. You know, I had to wait to see already months and months ago. That spring, that spring training, thank you, that training camp would be delayed. I don't remember what date it was, but after July 28th, when training camp is supposed to start, if it doesn't and it gets delayed, that's a wait to see that I got right. And if training camp starts July 28th, that's a wait to see I got wrong. So the players are beginning to talk a little bit, a little bit of chirping, not like Trevor Bauer, not like baseball, not like Scott Boris. None of that's happened yet. Wait to see, folks. Guess what? The NFL and the NFLPA will have a public spat before all is said and done and there is agreement. And for me to win this, there have to be competing statements, meaning the NFL owners and Roger Goodell will release a statement and DeMarie Smith and the NFL Players Association will release a statement. And they will be competing statements discussing the problems that they are having and the arguments they are having about salary cap 
the arguments they're having about labor issues, health issues, protocol issues. Maybe the only thing they'll agree on is that the April 1st wait to see that training camps will be delayed. Maybe that will be the one together statement. But that won't be a wait to see for this. If you think that Major League Baseball and the MLBPA had a monopoly on competing statements and insane labor problems, guess what you've learned on nothing personal? They don't have a monopoly on a concept that we call business. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.